Hey everyone and welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Uh, This week we had a very special guest speaker with us, Beckett Cook. And today him and Pastor Chuck talk through some of the details about Beckett's transformation. Stay tuned. You want to do a test? (gasps) Testing, one, two, three. All right. Hey, everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I am super excited about our podcast today because Beckett is here with me after he spoke at our church, and if you don't know, Beckett Cook wrote a book called A Change of Affection. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, which is a really good book. Let me be honest, I haven't read it all yet. My wife grabbed my copy, and she's done. So she <laughs> oh, good. Tracy's here. She read it right away. And, and your story, what God has done in your life is so incredible. And your courage to tell your story, I think, is incredible. So I wanted to ask you the question kind of we were starting to talk about. What is the reaction you're getting? Like when you tell your story or people read the book, how are people reacting to, to your story and what God's done? I mean, you, most, most of the reaction is super positive. When I Because people will message me on Instagram or Twitter or all those different places, platforms, uh, Facebook. And a lot of the reaction is just really positive. And it's kind of like, it's like, um, oh, there's a line in this book that I can't remember, but it's kind of like people can finally take a deep breath for the first time and be like, oh yeah, like that's right. And, and it's like they, people can finally kind of let their convictions be settled. And people even struggling with same-sex attraction can finally just be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like I, you know, I can now kind of manage this better in my mind and in my heart and, and I know kind of practical steps to take. So it's been good. Okay, I love that. One of the things that um, I feel is that we live in a society today that doesn't want to have the dialogue. Like we, yeah. we don't want to allow people to speak um, and, and, and voice their opinion in a way, and I would say maybe more listen to someone who has a different opinion. Um, you bring what I think is such an incredible balance of not only your story, but what the Bible says and how it aligns with who you are. Um, just tell me a little bit more about where you studied, how much scripture goes into what you do, how it directs and drives your life. Yeah, I mean, it directs all of my life. But so I, you know, it's funny because I wrote the book the summer before God called me to seminary. And God called me to Talbot School of Theology at Biola. And um, I was like, oh, I've got to write the book before I go because I'm not going to have time to write it when I get there because I'll be busy with classes. But God's like, no, 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 no. Like the whole point of you going is to to give you a really good theological grounding so you can, uh, it'll inform the book. And so that's really important to me is to have that theological foundation when talking about the subject and dealing with the subject because there's so much confusion around it. And, and so it's good to have that. And so when I, when I finished seminary, I know, so I continued writing the book through seminary um, for four years. And then when I finished seminary, it just like immediately God opened the door and to a publisher and to a book agent and it got published immediately. And it was just, God, it was just a kind of a testament to like God doing stuff in his timing. He's like, just wait, I'm going to take care of this. Like, just do what I'm saying. And so it was, but yeah, it's very important. 
to, to have that theological grounding. Yeah. And one of the things uh, um, my wife brought up, Tracy brought up, the little bit I've got to see already, your book is very, very biblical uh, and very aligns good with scripture. Uh, but also when we had a dinner ahead of time and you were just talking about the Lord and the word, uh, you had your friend Annie with us and she was even bringing that up too. And just, I feel like it flows out of your heart, you know, all the things you're learning in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, so much, when I got saved 10 years ago, it was such a road to Damascus moment. It was such a powerful uh, encounter with Jesus that, I, I mean, I was discipled by my church and I was, but I, it was, a lot of it was uh, autodidactic. It was, a lot of it was self, you know, kind of discipleship. And I just, I, uh, for years, I just couldn't stop listening to sermons and to, to, um, to teachings and to, I would go through just like crazy, like seminars online of uh, pastors or teachers who would go through the whole book of Hebrews or go through Romans. And, and so um, that, that has helped a, a ton and just having that, that knowledge and having that grounding in it. And it's just, it's been, a, it's helped me to just have a and have a better not only a better understanding of God, which is of course the goal, but just have a better understanding of this issue, and and how it how it you know how it affects people and how it affects our relationships with one another. So I think it's it's that's important. Yeah, um, one of the things you talked about, and by the way, if anybody hasn't watched uh, Beckett, uh, you can see him on our website and uh, our um, video of Sermons Taught, plus others. Uh, there's more out there in a really good way uh, where you, they can go and follow you and, and begin to see your, the messages you're bringing. But um, Beckett really brought out in an incredible way a couple things that I just thought were awesome. One is that when you gave your life to Jesus, Jesus was just that incredible. And yeah. I hate to say it, but I think that's not talked about very often. Like Jesus really is amazing. And, and so, but <laughs> when is. I talked to you about it, you just kept bringing that up that, you know, when you start thinking about life with Jesus, there's nothing that compares. Yeah. I mean, it's, and especially for me, kind of getting saved later in life and being in the dark for so, when you're in the dark for so long and you finally are in the light, you're just like, oh my gosh, I've been starved to death for so many years. And so, yeah, I just, I'm truly, and I still, 10 years later, I'm still blown away by the fact that God saved me and that he is real and exists. And by the fact that I'm in his kingdom. I mean, I'm just, every day I just wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I'm, I know the living God. Like that's insane. And so I love, I love it. Okay, me too. And I'll tell you something interesting. I don't know if it'll be, I think it's interesting, but maybe I'm a narcissist. <laughs> uh, but I uh, gave my life to Christ in 1975. So you think about that, or actually right around 74, 75. And um, I, I want to say this, that I love Jesus more today than back then. And Amen. it's like, I keep being amazed at Jesus and what he does and who he is. And, and you know, are there struggles at times? Well, yeah, but I, the best part of the struggles, Jesus is there with me. Yeah. I think you find the same thing. Yeah, I do. I mean, you're right. It's like my relationship with, with Jesus, 
obviously 10 years ago, I was just a baby Christian. So it's very different now. Um, it's like my, it's my relationship is even deeper with him and it's stronger. And, and I just can't, you know, I think about like, I can't imagine life without him. I mean, I just think to myself, what would I be doing now if I didn't have Christ in my life? I would just be like, I would be a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yes, there are ups and downs and there are, you know, trials and difficulties, but I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world for anything. So, yeah. So the other thing that I loved about your message is you talked about how you now are finding your identity in a different place. So not only did you find Jesus, you found you. Yeah. That's how I'm going to term it. Yeah. Uh, you found you and your identity. And so talk about your identity now. Yeah. I mean, my obviously my identity was in my sexuality as a gay man for 20 plus years. And now my identity is in Christ. Uh, it's in who it's, it's in my relationship with Christ and I just, I feel finally, because before my identity felt very, like on rock, on unstable ground. It felt very, everything was shifting all the time, shifting sands. And now my identity feels so secure and so stable. Even, and I tell people this all the time, it's like, even if you're, if I'm going through a difficult time or I'm having a bad day, there's always this kind of layer of rock that is impenetrable and that's it's a layer of joy that's impenetrable, even regardless of what's happening in my life. And it's because of that that relationship with Christ and that identity in Him. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, I love how Nehemiah chapter eight says the joy of the Lord's our strength. Yeah, and um, so yeah, that solid strength, that solid ability to go on, or the solid ability to conquer. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, again, I just, I, I just can't imagine. You know, when I see other people struggling, going through really difficult things in life, like really tragic things, I'm just like, how do you get through this without Jesus? Because in, in my life before Christ, I never went through a really kind of tragic moment in life. So I, but I mean, now I just see people and I'm like, how, if you're going through a crazy time and if you're like stage four cancer or whatever, and you don't know Christ, how can you get through that? I don't even know how you do it. So well, yeah, and I totally agree. You know, and of course, being a, um, a pastor, and actually, you're doing the very same thing with people. Is uh, when they get into those situations and they haven't been walking with the Lord, um, God's there for them. But it would be yeah. far better if they had the relationship before that hit. Exactly. Um, so they they really um, have more strength, more power, more connection, and yeah. God doesn't leave us or forsake us. So. Yeah. I just, it's funny. I just read today that Shannon Doherty, do you remember she was in the original cast of Beverly Hills 90210, but she, her husband's a friend of mine. He's a photographer that I've worked with many times and she has stage four cancer and or she, it's really, it's really bad right now. It's, I think it's pretty terminal. And I don't know if she knows Jesus, but I literally today I was like, oh, like I want to contact her husband and just go meet with her and talk to her. Be, you know, I just want her to meet Christ uh, because, yeah, it's it's severe. Yeah, which, by the way, I want to transition based on what you just said to something that um, I want to make sure people get to hear. Uh, over the last ten years, you've walked with the Lord, but it sounds to me, and I want to tell you if I ha if I have this right, 
that when you gave your life to Jesus, you were so excited, you just went out and started sharing with everybody. Is that right? (laughs) Including Shannon Doherty's husband, because I worked with him on the set. But uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't help. It's like when you hear good news, when you know, when you have the cure to cancer, of course you're going to shout it from the mountaintops. I mean, you're going to tell everyone you have this cure, right? And so, I mean, I couldn't help myself. I, I couldn't not share the gospel with people. And so it just, and it was, again, it was like on the set, on these photo shoots that I worked on doing set design, it was, it was like, people would ask me very simple questions like, oh, how was your weekend? And I'd be like, oh, it was amazing. I was, you know, I went to church and I served at the blah, blah, blah. And, and they, so it would just open the door and they would say, church, what do you mean? And, and then I would get into the whole story and I would tell my story to them. <laughs> A lot of people were like stunned by it. I, I remember I was in Paris Hilton's kitchen. We were doing a shoot at her house. And um, I, I, the producer of the shoot, it was this kind of magical moment in the kitchen. Everyone was like crazy busy running around. Paris was like, who knows what, was she, what she was doing. And then um, the producer said something about, oh, yeah, I, I, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. And I was like, oh. There was a door, and I was like, I went to Catholic school too, and I and then I and I was like, but now I, what happened? And I told her my whole story, and she was like, Give me your number, I need to know more. And so that was awesome. Uh, she's still like, she's still kind of searching, but um, but yeah, I just find it like so just easy because there's so many ways to get into sharing the gospel. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's just like all you have to do is say, you know, I, it's just easy. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's what you just said. I really agree with you is uh, Matthew 12 said, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And so if I love the Lord and I, and you do, and I do, we love the Lord and I care about people and I live my life with Jesus, then pretty much I'm just talking about life. Yeah. So just like, you know, uh, someone's a, a, you know, a, a fan of a sports team, it always comes up. Well, I'm a fan of Jesus. So, and, and he does so much of my life. So it just is going to come out. It's not that hard. It's funny. I was at Whole Foods the other day and the woman that was the, the checkout person, she had this like, I, she had this smile and there was something about her. And I had, I had seen her a couple times before and I saw her last week and I was going through the line and I looked at her and I said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And she just smiled and she's like, yes, I am. I was like, I could tell, I can sense the Holy Spirit in you. And she was like, I do have the Holy Spirit in me. I'm like, I do too. And so it was this kind of amazing moment. But I love doing that. I I love kind of doing that when I'm in the checkout line at stores, just be like, do you know Jesus? Like, anyway, (laughs) it's fun. No, I just love that. I think that's so cool. So last question, which I think is a fun question. Uh, You've been on an incredible journey with God from uh, what I would call listening to you in existential crisis to coming to know Jesus, to finding your identity in him, uh, to 10 years still doing um, the, the job you were doing in the entertainment industry, and you said God blessed you like crazy, to writing this book to now a new chapter. So talk about the new chapter in your life as an author, as a speaker. Yeah, so it's interesting because my agent dropped me uh, when the book came out. So when the when my book came out, three weeks later, my, my production design agency, which I had been with for years, and which is the biggest one in the world, they dropped me. 
And it was kind of this weird moment. And I knew it was kind of, I knew it was going to happen because at, at a certain point, when you have a book out like this, you can't be on the set with actresses and like all these, you know, Jessica Chastain and Katy Perry and all these people with, when there's, you have a book out like this, because it's, it's just like untenable. I mean, it's like, if anyone on the set is like, Oh, aren't you Becca Cook, the guy, didn't you write this book? And then it get, it's just too weird. So God shut that door in my life, which is totally fine because he opened this other door and I, which I, I knew was going to happen. He opened this other door with the book and with speaking. And now it's what I, I mean, I, I've known this before I started seminary that God was calling me into kind of this full-time itinerant ministry of helping Christians, helping the church understand the issue of homosexuality biblically, theologically, culturally, from every possible angle, and from someone who's been been there and done that and came out and God redeemed. And so that really is, I feel like, I finally feel like <laughs> I've been in LA for so long. I finally feel like I'm in my vocation, my calling, and it feels great. Yeah, and I love it, love it, love it. We are so excited we had you speak here. Um, we had high expectations. It was even better than we thought. Oh, good. Um, the book, if you don't have a copy of it, you got to get the book. And Amazon uh, sells it. I know that because we got it like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you got to check it out, A Change of Affection uh, by Beckett Cook. And then I would say anyway, you guys, how would someone follow you? Is it Instagram? Yeah, or? it's 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 all the all my handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Beckett Cook. Uh, it's just my name. So it's simple. Okay, so go to any of those sites and you can follow Beckett and support him and what he's doing and continue to get resources. So thank you for not only being here, thank you for being at the church and you're going to also speak to our high school students. So I'm thank excited you for about that. that. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Chuck. All it's right. It's good to be here. To hear more about Beckett's story, you can get his book, A Change of Affection. But we hope to see you guys next week as we continue in our series, How to Change a Life.